Welcome to the Audacity Church Podcast. We pray that you are blessed by what you hear today. We love to hear stories of what God is doing in people's lives. Take some time to share your story of how God is working in your life and email us at amen at loveservego.com. Now prepare your heart to hear from God today. Good morning. Good morning. Are you guys excited to be here? All right, I need you to be. I need you to be. Um, there's a couple, there's just really one thing. We, we've, um, you know, with the vision series, we've talked about a vision for your family and what that looks like and, and how we pour into our families. And then uh, today is, uh, is special to me. And uh, you're going to see this uh, beautiful family, maybe. I don't, uh, uh, oh, everybody say, oh, oh, he married way out of his league, didn't he? I mean, God is gracious. It's the way he shows us he has a sense of humor. Now, Travis is a great dude. So I read his blog long before I got a chance to meet him. And he's one of today's forerunners in biblical increase. He's a dad. He's a husband. He's an author. He's a blogger. I mean, the guy is like the jack of all trades. He's got a lot going on. And uh, it's really, um, in reading his content, in reading his material, I was stunned at uh, just how authentic and raw he is. Um, and he just kind of lays it out there for you. I mean, and then you get to meditate on it, and God and the Holy Spirit get to mess with you about it. And uh, so that's what I'm pretty pumped about today. And I got to sit down with Travis. Um, this has been a few weeks ago. And when I did, uh, just sitting across the table at a Panera with a guy, man, you give me 30 minutes, and, and, and I know if I like you, if I love you, or if in the Holy Spirit isn't in you. And I'm telling you, his passion for the church was undeniable. And it wasn't a church, it was the big C, the church as a whole. And he just wants to see the church get in a healthy place. He wants to see you as a follower of Jesus get in a healthy place. And so what I want you to do is I want you to give a, a very audacious welcome, pun intended, to Travis Peters. All right. Well, hello. Hey, my friends. I like this. All right. I just want to say thanks for having me out here. Thanks for uh, letting me be here. I did get to, this is not working here. I did get to have some lunch, have some coffee with Pastor Ronnie. And uh, when I was doing that, it really does come across his heart. He really does show how much he does love the body of Christ. And it's pretty inspiring. I think it is great that you're planting more churches as this one continues to grow as well. Stuff like that's really great. Um, a little bit about me, just real quick, because I want to get into this. I don't have a lot of time with you, so just so you know, I'm going to be pretty straightforward. I'm going to be pretty direct, and I don't really sugarcoat things. So I'm just going to give you the word, and I want you guys to receive it. The reason I'm here, there's a call in my life, and it's to help Christians financially. It's to help Christians get ahead of their finances. I want you guys to be able to take control. I want you guys to be able to get ahead so that we can do great things. If we're going to plant another church, somebody's got to pay for it. If we're going to make this a great facility and host the kids and have great sound and great music, like Chris Abbott. Can we give it up for Chris Abbott? So good. So good. But it does take money to do that. Why don't we be the ones who pay for it? God's offered that to us. It's part of the benefits package that he gives us. And I'm going to get, get into it here. So over the past year, 
God has given me a revelation on money, a new revelation I had never seen before. This revelation has literally taken my life to the next level. It's the same revelation that got my wife out of her day job so that she could be a stay-at-home mom. It's the revelation that got me out of my day job so I can work on the things I enjoy, work on the projects I want to do. It's the same revelation that took my finances from here to way up here and kept them there. So what I'm going to show you today, I'm going to teach this revelation to you, and then I'm going to show you how to put it to practice in your life, and you're going to get the same results. So it hit me one day. (laughs) This isn't revelation, but this hit me one day, that I spend the majority of my time, like literally the most of my life, is spent working. The reason I get up when I did, the stuff I did in the morning, the breakfast, the shower, everything leading up, drive, 30 minutes to work, whatever you do, your most of your life has to do with your day job. Am I right? Am I right? You all there with me? Most of your life is at your day job. So, as I'm thinking about this, I'd gotten to a point where it was, it was hard. It was hard going to my work. I, every day I was fighting that ugh kind of feeling, that hitting that snooze button seven times. The, I mean, just to be honest, you'd get there and you'd just ask yourself, what am I doing here? What? Yeah. You get an amen? I see that. What am I doing here? Ugh. We well, can only take that for so long. You cannot live your life that way. I thought you could. I was kind of, here's, here's the, the trick I feel like the devil put on me, is he paid me really well. Made a lot of money at my day job. The trouble with that is, it keeps you complacent. I made a lot of money while I was there. And I talked myself into, I, I said, I can push this under, I can, I, can, I can get through this, I can persevere for another 20, 25 years. I'll do some Dave Ramsey. I'll put some money in an IRA. When I'm 65, I'll have a million dollars. And then I'll get to work on the stuff I want to work on. Then I'll be excited about life. Then we can travel. Then we can do fun stuff. Then we can really put our hand to something great later on in life. But I'm telling you, you can't live that way. Like, you get to that point where you feel like your soul dies just a little bit each day you go to that job. I see you guys looking at me, and I know a lot of you are agreeing with me. This is far too common. This is, this is how most Christians live. Then God showed me something. I was sitting on my back porch. It was Sunday morning before church. I was reading my Bible. And yes, you can read your Bible before church because stuff like this happens. Yeah, write that down. That's good. He showed me something. Can we put up Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6? He took me to this scripture. And this is a scripture I have read most of my life. I know this inside and out. But he brought me to it again. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Okay? Easy. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do. And he will show you which path to take. Okay? Perfect. That's easy. I get it, okay? I'm going to trust you with all my heart. I'm not going to depend on my own brain. It's not going to make sense to me. I'm going to seek you in all I do, and you'll show me which path to take. I've read it a hundred times. Well, he had me read it again. 
He had me read it a second time, a third time. He wouldn't let me leave it this morning. And I, I read it six, probably the seventh time, I realized he was setting me up for the next thing he was about to show me. He was saying, the next thing I'm going to show you can't depend on your own brain. It's not going to make sense. You just got to trust me. Seek me on it. I'll show you which path to take. So this next thing, little did I know, the next thing he was going to show me would be the revelation that flipped everything for me. The revelation that took us to that place of financial increase, that place where we get up in the morning and we're excited about what we do, where we can spend the time working on the stuff we want to work on. The next thing he showed me was the answer. Let's put up Proverbs 3, 9, and 10. Now we read this in, as, as instruction. Honor the Lord with your wealth and the best part of everything you produce. Then he will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow. I read that. I read it again. Honor the Lord with your wealth. Then he will fill your barns with grain. But today we don't use barns and grain. We use money and bank accounts. That's the equivalent in today. And I just read this. He showed it to me. He said, honor the Lord with your wealth, and he will fill your account. Honor him, he will fill. Honor him, he will fill. Honor him with your money, and he will fill. It hit me. It slapped me in the face. I read it probably 20 times that morning. Honor him with your wealth, and he will fill your accounts. You see, I've been missing it. The whole time I was trying to fill my accounts. The whole time I thought it was my job to put money in my account. My job to provide. He said, honor him with your wealth and he will fill your accounts. I got excited because I honor the Lord with my I, I'm a tither. I tithe. I give. I sow. I honor him with my wealth. Honor just means give him weight. Allow him to weigh in on your decisions regarding money. Honor him with it. And he will fill your accounts. Can I get an amen on that? Amen. Yeah. Perfect. So what I realized was when I try to fill my accounts, when I try to, to make us prosper, when I try to increase us, you wear yourself out. That's when you start doing stupid stuff like getting day jobs you hate. But I'm trying to fill my accounts. Now, if you don't believe me, I'm going to prove it again here. Let's put up uh, that scripture we read earlier, Matthew six thirty-one through 33. And I'm reading it from the Amplified here. Now, I want, you to, I want you to key in on this. Therefore, do not worry and be anxious saying. Side note, you worry and be anxious by saying those things. We don't say that. Therefore, do not worry and be anxious saying, what are we going to eat? What are we going to wear? What are we going to have to drink? What are we going to drive? How are we going to pay our bills? Where are we going to live? Don't be anxious. Don't worry talking about those things. The necessities. For the Gentiles, or the heathen, these are the unbelievers, they wish for and crave and diligently seek all these things. And your heavenly Father knows well you need them. But seek, aim at, and strive after, first of all, his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing, his way of being right. And then all these things will be taken together and given to you. It hit me. We don't have to work for the necessities of life. We don't have to seek the necessities. We don't have to go and earn the necessities of life. Either you believe the Bible or you don't. 
Either you believe this or not. And if you don't, you're on your own. I believe this. So I started to live it out. I started to put this into practice. You see, I also realized when it says here the unbelievers, they seek after these things. This is when you seek to go buy a brand new Range Rover. This is when you seek to figure out how you're going to do it. If I sell this, if I pick up two extra shifts on Saturday, then I can make the monthly payment for this brand new car. You start seeking these things, and you start getting into debt. The only reason most of us are in debt is because we were seeking some things. God said he will supply the necessities of life. Now remember in Proverbs 3.5, you can't depend on your own understanding for what I'm teaching you here. This is next level stuff. You can't depend on your own understanding because I can see it in your faces. You're saying, well, are you saying we don't have to work? Nope, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying Christians don't have to work. But here's what I am saying. We don't have to work for a living. From now on, we work on assignment. We are in the Lord's army. We work on assignment. We go to the Lord and we say, Sir, what are your marching orders for today? Where do you need me to be? And that's where we go. We don't make a decision based on how much it pays. We don't make a decision on paying our bills. We go where the, where the Lord tells us to go. Because when we seek him first, what does he do? He adds all those things to us. He hooks you up. He wants you blessed. You, you need <laughs> straight cash like that. You need to be driving nice cars. You need to be having nice homes to live in. You're God's children. Just seek him. He'll add those things to you. Now, there was one more scripture that solidified all this for me. There's plenty more. This one really nailed it home. Let's go ahead and put up Proverbs 10.22. The blessing of the Lord makes a person rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. So I read it again. What makes a person rich? What makes a person rich? Is it your day job? Is it your business? Is it your college degree? Which I don't have. No. The blessing of the Lord makes a person rich. Guys, we've got to trust in this blessing. See, one of the keys to this scripture is that word sorrow. The blessing of the Lord makes rich, and he adds no sorrow. I like to study out the original text on, on scriptures. So one, for you super spiritual out there, the word makes a person rich is literally talking about money. It's talking about material prosperity. It is not talking about spiritual riches. The scripture is about money. The blessing of the Lord makes rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. Now, the word sorrow is actually translated toil. And this word has changed my life. Toil is exhaustive labor mixed with grief, pain, or sorrow. Is that anybody's day job right there? Yes. Exhaustive labor. Mixed with grief, pain, or sorrow. The Amplified Version says, The blessing of the Lord maketh rich, and toiling does not increase it. Toiling does not increase your blessing. Toiling does not increase your riches. Exhaustive labor mixed with grief, pain, and sorrow does not increase your blessing. 
I'm going next level on you guys. I hope y'all are getting this. I got more. Can you handle a little bit more? So when we get in our assignment, and the reason we get in our assignment is only because God needs his kingdom put in that place. There are people in here who are working in the wrong industry because you picked it because of money. You're supposed to be a school teacher, but you didn't because it didn't pay that well. The reason you were supposed to be a school teacher is because God needed his kingdom put into that school. Maybe you're a plumber, but you were supposed to be a mechanic. But you're a plumber because your dad was, your grandpa was, and you just, that's just what I do. I plumb. But you love working on motorcycles. You love being a motorcycle mechanic. Go be a motorcycle mechanic. God put that in you because he needs his kingdom at that motorcycle shop. That's your assignment. So we don't, we don't need to go to these places to try to make ourselves rich. If we try to make ourselves rich, sorrow comes with it. If we trust in the blessing, he has no sorrow with it. There's no toiling with it. That means you're excited to do it. It's fun. Your feet hit the floor without your alarm clock in the morning. You're ready to go because you are doing what you've been called to do. And the best part is, you don't have to think, oh, I'm going to be poor if I do that. I'm going to be broke if I do that. God called me to be a school teacher, and now I'm going to be poor. Woe is me. No. You got the blessing on you. And what does it do? Makes you rich. The blessing of the Lord makes you rich. And you don't have to toil for it. Now, I've got you three steps here. I want you to write these down. This is how to get in your assignment. And then I'm going to tell you what happens when you get in your assignment. It gets really good. So three steps, how to get in your assignment. And we can pop them up there. Three steps to guaranteed success. Number one, take notes, y'all write this down. You'll forget it if you don't. Seek his will regarding your work. Get in your assignment. This is your homework. Remember Proverbs 3.5? Seek his will in all you do. Seek his will regarding your work. You're going to spend most of your day there. You're going to spend the majority of your time. You might as well get in God's will so he can hook you up. Seek his will regarding your work. Then get in your assignment. He'll tell you what it is. Keep seeking until you get that answer. And then go get in it. Don't be afraid about what it is. Go get in it. Number two. Man, just honor him with your money. This should be an easy one for Christians. Tithe. I'm going to be straight with you. I don't got a lot of time to sugarcoat things. You need to tithe. Let's be honest with you. Here's what tithing does. You give the first 10% of your income to your local church where you're planted. If this is your church. You give the first 10% to audacity. The windows of heaven are open above your life. God pours out a blessing that you will not have room to receive it. If money is tight and you stopped tithing, you just closed the window of blessing on your life. That doesn't make sense. That's when you need it open the most. Remember, you can't depend on your own understanding. You've got to just trust in the blessing. So, honor the Lord with your wealth. The second thing tithing does is it protects your finances. It says that God will rebuke the devourer for your sake regarding your money. He will protect them. If, you're, if you've looked in your life and your house is always breaking down, your cars are always breaking down, it's always one thing after another, and it's a continual, constant struggle, I can guarantee you're not tithing. The third thing tithing does is it promises that your crops will be abundant. What you produce, your sales, your business, what you're putting your hand to 
your crops will be abundant. You got to honor him and tithe. And then number three, trust in the blessing. He promised to fill our accounts. If you do these things, he will fill your accounts. Trust in the blessing. Don't worry about money. Don't ever worry about money. God will add the necessities of life to you. Just get in your assignment. He will line these things up. Trust in the blessing and let him fill your accounts. Let him. So I implemented these three steps last year on the first of one of the months. And <laughs> and I realized, I've, I said, Lord, I'm committed to getting in my assignment. Where I was at the time, at one point was my assignment, but that window had closed and I knew it. I'd been there too long. I checked myself. I said, why am I even here still? Remember that feeling I was talking about? Like, ugh, what am I doing? I checked myself. I was there for the money. 100% because it paid well. It's the only reason I was there. Wasn't happy. Wasn't really excited. Wasn't pumped to be doing what I was doing. I was, would much rather have been home with my beautiful wife, Rachel, which is here in the front row, my beautiful baby girl, Anna, and working on the projects that I wanted to work on. So I, I had to be real with myself. I'm here for the money. So I committed to the Lord. I said, Lord, I'm going to get in your assignment. This was on, uh, I, so basically, I quit my job on the first of the month. By the eighth of that month, all my bills were paid for that entire month. By the end of that 30 days, we had over nine, almost $9,000 come in that month. The next month, about the same. The next month, increase and increase. I didn't, think, I didn't even think about money because I was in my assignment. Opportunities lined up. God's grace abounded towards me. It came to me. I sought him. He added the things to me. He added the business opportunities to me. He added the business ideas to me. He brought them to me because I sought him first. So I just want you guys to imagine what it'd be like if you got in your assignment. I want you to imagine a life where you don't worry about money. I want you to imagine a life where increase is coming in because you're in your assignment, because you're excited to do what God has called you to do. You're excited to be there. And I'm not saying he's going to call you to ministry. I'm not saying he's going to call you to, to speak, teach, preach, or even launch a church. He could be calling you to be a dentist. He could be calling you to something like that that seems just like a day job. Maybe you're supposed to work at Subway for a while. I don't know. But just get in your assignment. Bring, that king, bring God's kingdom to that place. And you will live a life that is above your expectations. Don't worry about the money. He'll increase you. He'll bring the money. You just got to trust in the blessing. Let's pray. God, I thank you for this awesome time here. Lord, I thank you for your word, Father. God, I thank you in the name of Jesus for your blessing. God, I pray that you show each one of the people in this audience here what their assignment is. And I thank you, you give them the boldness to get there. I thank you, Lord, Father God, for financial increase. God, I thank you, Lord, that this place is blessed, this congregation is blessed. As they take these three steps, apply them and trust in you, Father God. Lord, we love you, praise you, and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to get plugged into the ministry of Audacity or support this ministry financially, you can get more information at loveservego.com.